Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Almost live from the trenches of New York City, here are your middle aged warriors, Chris Samino and Rick Summers. All right, and here we go again. It's Middle Age Warriors with me, Rick, and him, Chris. And welcome, welcome, welcome to show number 77. Pair of sevens. 77 is such a great number. I grew up listening to 77 WABC in New York. And uh, I don't know, seven just seems like it's a lot of people's lucky number. I don't know. And it seems like somebody else's life. You know, you brought that up, by the way. Um, And I actually did the weather for a time on weekends on WABC radio. I think that would have been, gosh, in the early 80s. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That seems like another life now. It really does. So you got to say Chris Amino's 77 WABC. WABC, yeah. Oh, how cool is that for any radio geeks like, like me? And I guess you, though, you're more a TV geek, but. Growing up in New yeah. York and listening to WABC and then getting able, being able to say those call letters on the air. That's Wasn't there uh, it was, what, Dan Ingram, uh, yeah. Ron, Lundy, Ron Lundy? Um, yeah, Johnny Donovan. Yeah. Um, so many, then, so many classic guys. You know, right yeah, here. no, it was, it was such a great time. And oh, we digress, though, by the way. So uh, welcome we to do. Middle Age Warriors on the Belief Podcast Network. Uh, as Rick hey, by the way, welcome. Already. Welcome to winter. Finally, it's finally here and it's uh, going to get more interesting, at least here in the Northeast. We've had the coldest temperatures uh, as we're recording this uh, right now that we've had since uh, the pandemic, pre-pandemic. It was, I think, 2019 in January was the last time we had temperatures as cold as they were today. But I think the next two to three weeks are going to be interesting. We'll be dodging some snow and and more cold. So we'll see how that goes. But other than that, how are you feeling, by the way? I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, I think I... I hit kind of like um, a speed bump, uh, you know, getting up to speed in January. Uh, physically, I'm, uh, I've got some aches and pains, but you know what? Who doesn't? Yeah, well, you know, the winter doesn't help. I, I, and I think now it's yeah. that post-holiday feeling and, and the realization is, oh, crap. Now we've got two to three months of just winter to get through uh, with no yeah. real, you know, no buildup for something else to distract us at the time. What would be nice to distract us, and that's what our show is about today, because one of the things that I've been finding over the last few weeks, especially with this Omicron coming in and and so many people getting sick and feeling like we're just all collectively stepping backwards in this fight, which has been going on now for close to two years. I'm finding a lot of people seem really, really depressed, even more so than before with a frustration attached to it and this anxiety that it may never end. So uh, I decided to tap into one of my friends, but also our guest today. She's a mind body alignment expert and that's Anne-Marie Duchesne. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, I said, good luck with that. Yeah, I, I, you know, aligned. <laughs> we could all yeah. use an alignment of any kind, but absolutely, uh, Amory works in mind and body together, and uh, it should be a really interesting conversation. But of course, first we pay some bills around here, as you like to say, and uh, I guess we'll have a little word from one of our favorite sponsors, Bet Online. Hey, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march into the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up to today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Rick, I guess it's time. Let's uh, get to our guest and a very special guest. She's not a stranger to the show. I think she may have been on our second or third episode of Middle Way Warriors. back when. Yeah, way when. back when. It's mind-body alignment expert Anne-Marie Duchesne we're talking about. She's the founder of Art of Alignment Academy. That's an organization which integrates a scientific and a holistic healing approach to assist all of her clients in attaining a healthier, happier, and simpler lifestyle. Now, that sounds easy when I spoke it, Anne-Marie, but uh, that's some heavy lifting you're trying to do there. And first of all, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you, Chris and Rick, for having me uh, on the podcast. And, um, you know, the key word here is simpler. In fact, what we might perceive as heavy lifting because I'm inviting people into considering a healthier, happier uh, lifestyle really comes through these very, very simple approaches that somehow we all know it's in our bodies. My expertise is in, in the soma, in the somatic, in the expression of who we are as a whole, as humans. And so the truth is that the pharmacology is all into this laboratory. It's all mm. here. And so in essence, Becoming healthier and happier, I would say, especially in North America, is actually infinitely simpler than we are making it at this time. Well, we're Americans. We like to complicate things. You know that. Come on. I know you're Canadian. I'm not sure I understand that. Well, um, you're not understanding, giving me (laughs) to dig into it deeper. Because the truth, Rick, is that it's not very complicated. First of all, we're living longer, healthier. That's that's a norm, right? That's a statistic that we know in North America. We're actually living okay. more healthier. One of our biggest issues, or what I'm observing, let me speak from the eye perspective of my practice, working with clients who um, really come to me to get healthier, mind, body, and spirit, right? So my approach is very much about going inwards, connecting to your body, and listening to what's occurring in the moment. And why people don't understand that, Rick, is because of the distraction, because of the noise. And there is so much noise, but a lot of it is is noise that we bring on ourselves. I understand that. I, I think about the amount of noise that we deal with. It certainly is very noisy. And the last couple of years have been incredibly deafening mm-hmm. um, because of the noise. But I wanted to ask you, Along those lines, can you look back and think that 2021 was actually a positive thing for us in the sense that it gave us a chance to take stock in our lives and what we're really doing? I think that 2021 went two ways for Hmm. a lot of people. So if we look at um, well, this is this is a podcast actually for uh, perhaps your audience is a more mature audience, right? Mm-hmm. It's a perfect example 
of, you know, we become what we practice. We become what we speak. We become what we think. And so once you start to age a little bit, you have the privilege, by the way, the privilege of aging again, Mm -hmm. as a healthy person overall, you will start to really manifest and present yourself as the culmination of your beliefs uh, throughout your life. And so unless you take action and make massive, decisive decisions in shifting the quality of your life, well, nothing's going to change. And so why I'm suggesting that there are two paths. There is the path of those of us who are uh, aging perhaps more gracefully. I mean, it's hard to age, right? I'm not, I'm not Mm -hmm. saying age. It's not, it's hard to age. However, you may choose to integrate healthier habits in your life. You may choose to integrate uh, better reading material. You may choose to surround yourself with people who have um, healthy practices. And so when you choose to go in that direction, the tendency is you will increase your level of health and happiness. And this also integrates and is um, a simpler lifestyle. The reason why there's so much noise and the reason why we, we are so uh, éparpillés in French, right? Uh, we're all over the place. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's partly because, you know, we're looking at for the shiny object mm-hmm. instead of actually recognizing that the shiny object is truly within. But if you don't know how to look within, you might not find it, which brings me to the second part, which are people who are walking into the mass formation that is being created right now through the conversation of COVID, of the virus, of the pandemic. And so there's a a lot of very, very fearful people that are becoming sicker. And then there are people who are saying, hey, wait a minute, what the heck is going on here? We're two years into this, gentlemen. Mm -hmm. We're starting to ask questions. Why? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of us are going, something's not right here going on. And that's very important for the evolution of our species. We must ask better questions. questions. And I think one of the things that inspired me to, you know, think about you to, to be a guest on the show again, is that second part, I'm finding at least in some of the circle of my friends and the people around me, there is a bit of exhaustion and, and, and pandemic fatigue, not so much on the physical side, on the emotional side. And I think some of them are starting to feel like this is never going to end. And that may, that may in, a, in a physical sense of a virus, be the reality. But what has to end for us to move forward is to lift the blanket of all of this anxiety that's on us and depression for that matter. And my concern is that that may linger longer than the actual pandemic itself in terms of an impact on us collectively as a society. So what do we, what do we do with that, Amory? So Chris, you know, I love you. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not bring I, that up. Why? <laughs> and, and I'll tell you why, because there are too few people really exploring this at this level. And it's so important. I'm so grateful for the both of you for doing this. And Chris, when you sent me the invitation, you, you wrote something very specific. And if I, you know, I, uh, I wanted to read it. I hope it's okay. That's because it's very important. Uh, it's really a response to your present question. And you wrote to me, um, 
However, to me and many others, the emotional issues and manipulation of our thoughts that all of this has created is an even bigger issue and I feel may end up reverberating long after the physical aspects of the pandemic. I wrote that? No, that, I remember that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And then I, I gave you a quiche recipe after that, but I'm glad you didn't bring that. <laughs> I made it. It was delicious. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> in particular to the manipulation of our thoughts. Mm. Because this is the two, these are the two groups that I was talking about, Rick. So we have the, 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 the set of people that are going, okay, wait a minute, something's going on, not quite right. And then the other ones, uh, the other group of people, you know, despite themselves that are really being manipulated into this thought. And there's a very important doctor that um, I want your audience to know about, um, Dr. Malone. There's a, there's, mm -hmm. there are three, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Dr. Robert Malone mm -hmm. and then Dr. McAuliffe. Um, these are frontliner doctors who have been talking about what's really going on in terms of the pandemic at this point. And they were highly influenced by this other doctor, Matthias Desmet, and he's the one that is going viral on the internet right now. Dr. Desmet, if you'll allow me, I just wanna share about him for a moment because this will come uh, in response to what you're asking, Chris. He's a, a statistician and professor of clinical psychology at Ghent University in Belgium. And he postulates in reference to what's going on right now and people having the fear and depression and so forth, he postulates that people don't necessarily act from an evil intent, but more a psychological process to survive these conditions that are 95% subconscious. One of the things that Chris and I were talking about before we dragged you in here um, was the fact that part of the problem we think not we, Chris and I, but we as a society, is that we are focused so much on numbers. And we're, we feel, I, at least Chris and I do, like we're missing the boat, that we shouldn't be focusing so, many, so much on how many people have tested positive, but we need to look at the hospitalizations and the real, the real issue. And I was wondering if you would comment about that. Well, so, Rick, actually, my relationship to what's going on, and I had COVID uh, severely. I was really sick, most, uh, more than most people I know, actually. Oh, my goodness. And I'm a healthy woman. I've been healthy my whole life. I've, I've lived a very healthy lifestyle. And for some reason, I got hit really badly. And then other people that I know had COVID, like a flu symptom. Right. right. So, so part of what's going on is that we don't know what the heck is going on. And so when we don't know what's going on, we need something tangible to hold on to. We need numbers, Rick. We need to have the graphs. We mm. need to know, oh, you know, who's in the hospital? What's going on? Does the antibody infusion work? What supplements are working? So, so what I'm suggesting here and with the intention and tonality of my presentation here I'm going into this mediatization of, let me keep you busy. Let me keep you distracted. Let me keep you in a state of fearfulness. Mm -hmm. Because if I can keep you there, I can ease more easily manage you. I can, so what we're talking about and what I was suggesting with Dr. Desmond, what he was saying, he's talking about mass formation hypnosis. 
And he, it's, it's fascinating. And I completely agree with him because mass formation hypnosis is actually created out of four important components. One of which, the first one he talks about is the lack of social bond. Now, the lack of social bond has been evolving way prior to COVID. People have been disengaging with one another through technology. We have avatars, right? So if I want to look younger and more attractive as a woman, I'm going to create this cute avatar of myself. And this is how we have started to create these different persona, starting to integrate mask wearing techniques, unbeknownst to us, as a means to actually communicate, which prevents us from a heart opening exchange into vulnerability. I think about riding a New York City bus a couple of years ago, and it was the first bus of the morning, so there were about 20 of us on it, and I would say that 18 of the 20 were staring at their iPhones, and nobody bothered to look up, nobody bothered to acknowledge, nobody bothered to address anybody, and to me, that sounds kind of like where the walls have been breaking down over the years. And now I forgot what the exact terminology was that you just introduced us to a couple minutes ago, but it sounds to me like there's failure in communication on so many different levels. Yeah, mass formation hypnosis. That's it, yeah. That has occurred throughout history when leaders, politicians have wanted to gather a group of people right. and control them. That's the first piece. And then the second piece is to influence others into thinking that a certain group is bad. Mm-hmm. Right. This is very, very, very important. And what I'm asking from you and your audience is to wake up people, because if you think that you are depressed, You're pushing the wrong button. I am not minimizing. I am not minimizing the intensity of the times, but I am pleading with you, get up, start to tap in to people who have different perspectives. What I'm asking is for people to use their emotional intelligence and to read and to research and to speak to people who have differing views that actually make sense. But in order for you to get into this, you have to get up, you have to go out, you have to walk, you have to get into physicality. Otherwise, this is what depression is. Mm. For most people, you stop moving, you watch the tube, you listen to the media, and you're drinking the Kool-Aid on a consistent basis. I can't believe you just brought that up because I was going to say a throwback to the 1970s oh, yeah. in Jonestown mm-hmm. is, and we joke around, oh, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Exactly. So this is what I'm, this is what I, I you know, it's really important. Um, and I want to say these, these people's names again, because I want your audience to, hey, I am asking you, listen, I see people in my practice every week. People come to me every week. Mm-hmm. It's COVID, you know, we're wearing masks and I will be honest with you. I will be honest with you because as a holistic practitioner, right, somatic therapist, people come in my office and now there's this whole conversation around um, make sure you get tested before you come. 
Is the home test okay? Wait, should I get the PCR test? Which now we don't know that the tests are actually working. Is it the same test I should be taking that when we had the first COVID? Now that it's Omicron, or <laughs> there's a conversation around variants. And what you're going to notice, gentlemen, is that people are speaking out of their orifices mm-hmm. and not do the research. And I am asking people, my clients, myself first, investigate. There, there is so much good information out there. This is why I'm talking about Dr. Peter Malone, Dr. McAuliffe, and Dr. Matthias Desmet. Look them up, D-E-S-M-E-T. M-E-T? And you're going- Okay, I'm writing these down, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and I mean, I can send them to you after as well. But mm-hmm. th- right now, the conversation is, is around exactly what you contacted me for, Chris, that we are all being invited to focus in this one direction. And when we do that as a mass formation, if, if by the way, if the other doesn't come in that direction, well, they're bad. They're wrong. Mm-hmm. And this is the conversation vaccination versus non-vaccination. Right. Well, that's, that's the thing, you know, you bring that up in terms of my biggest issue over the last, well, certainly the last couple of years, but it started before then. Yes, seek out information. There's plenty of sources out there, but how many of these sources are actually BS and where is the truth? And it, it, I feel a lot of people take the truth as what they want to hear. So once they find that, oh, that makes sense to me. That's what I want to hear. Then it's the truth when many times it's not. So how do we sift through that? What is the trigger that makes you say, no, this, this is the reality. These people are speaking about the reality and the truth of where we are and what we're doing right now. How do you find that exactly? It's so good. It's such an important question. And this goes back to the distraction point. Listen, we are an educated population overall. We have access to education. We have access to a variety of points of views. The truth is not personal. This is very important because we have lost touch with asking our neighbor for a cup of sugar, because we have lost touch with going upstairs and saying to your neighbor, um, hey, it's a little noisy upstairs. You know, I'm, try- I'm not feeling well. Would you mind, you know, take- keeping it down? You know, neighbor says something like, Oh, of course. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it. Thank you for letting me know. The, solution- the stories that get publicized are the stories where somebody walks upstairs to the neighbor and <laughs> says, would you turn that down? And the guy with the loud stereo pulls out a gun or a knife and yeah. just reacts to a point where nobody wants to say anything or do anything. Correct. And that's, that's one, one of the most intelligent countries in the world, right? Where we have mm. access to everything right. we've gotten. Why? Because we have stopped finding the truth simply, simply by living in a state of awe, of communing with the basics of life, which is nature. You see? So when you're talking, Rick, about everybody's on their cell phones on the, on the subway, <clears throat> of course, because we don't want to think for ourselves anymore. We are being trained or mm-hmm. out-trained, right? We're being trained out of emotional intelligence. That's one piece. So that's, that's one piece of the population. I'm not saying that that's the majority. I don't believe that, mm-hmm. you know? I'm, I'm a very hopeful optimist. I live my life- <laughs> Because you're Canadian. 
<laughs> so true. But you know, the, the one thing you, you were sort of, I think, dancing around and touching upon also is the loss of the focus in terms of when we deal with each other in the commonality that we all have as a people. Instead, the noise creates a divisiveness. It's about, I have to be different. I'm going to be different. And I'm, I'm going to stand alone. That seems to be something that we in our head think is a reward to create that, where really to function better and to suppress the fears and the anxieties, I think if we find the commonality within ourselves as a society, that would probably be a better focus, wouldn't it? Uh, I think for probably all of us on this podcast, yes, that's that's what we believe. <laughs> you know, Chris, you asked me a question, you know, you said, so I'd like to, you know, maybe explore what we might do mm-hmm. to help people get out of this high state of anxiety. Again, your most effective pharmacology lives in your body. And this is why I offer people, right? I work, I help people become healthier, happier, and simpler, live simpler lives. And that's what I mean. It's not very complicated. However, you're going to have to put your phone down. You're going to have to reach out, reach out to someone who might not think the way that you think. Hmm. So the antidote, the vaccine for anxiety, my friends, is love. That's profound. But I want to say that a big part of the problem is it's all about me. And that's mm-hmm. where we are in society and in the world in general, it seems like. Well, how are you? Oh, wait, enough about you. Let me tell you about me. You know, just everybody step back and and listen. And that's one of the things I actually found positive about 2020, 2021 was the fact that people were so scared that maybe they just pulled back and and tried to listen because they didn't know what they were trying to listen for as far as hope hopefulness do you remember um at the beginning of the pandemic how we were all cheering for frontliners i absolutely i was just talking about this the other day we don't do that anymore do we no we we, we stopped right but do you how human interaction and human conditioning. This is what I was saying. So most of my friends, right? A lot of them who live upstate New York or, you know, Woodstock or, you know, some areas where there seems to be um, a place where we need to summon one, one another's help because my car got snowed in and I don't have the snowblower. So I have to walk, you know, over to my neighbors. And so there's kind of this very rural fundamental way of uh, living that I think COVID, I think you're right, has encouraged. And so for some of us, we're feeling that there might be another way to do this, another way to consider living, especially, and I will say this, as we get older, Mm. because the other part of COVID was the, you know, certainly the isolation component, which people who are already delicate and who already had, uh, you know, um, a tendency towards depression or to feel, and you know, depression is really actually part of depression is because we are focusing too much on the me. So we, we, we forgot the practice and, and I'm, and I'm inviting all of us, myself included to reach out. Remember that commercial reach out and touch someone mm-hmm, Sure. literally. And, and to, and, and to 
continue to speak about this. This is how we're going to shift the formation to, con to continue to have our voices heard. It's not just that, yes, the media is very loud. The media has always been very loud. We know this now, right? So us, our generation, right? Or I'm assuming we're all around the same age sure. or somewhere around there. We're being generous, yes. <laughs> us. It's up to us to continue to speak about this. And the way to solve a lot of the problems is to diminish our aggressive behavior. We must lose the rhetoric of having to point fingers. Well, you know, uh, you're blue, you're red. It's mm. not working, guys. Right. We well, I, I firmly believe that as I've gotten older, I don't know that I can speak for Chris, but getting older and being able to accept responsibility has basically been the biggest growth of my life because for a long time I was really quick to point and say it wasn't me it was you or it was somebody else but if you can take responsibility for that um, and I know that sounds kind of corny and kind of dime store-ish but I really believe that if more people took responsibility for stupid little things is is like not saying thank you when somebody opens the door for you. Mm -hmm. But you see what you said? You, one of the simplest and most effective ways of live, living is 100% personal responsibility. That's the number mm -hmm. one thing that I invite people to learn in my coaching program. If you're going to be in this program with me, you're going to take 100% responsibility. And part of the following sentence that you shared, Rick, was like, uh, I know it sounds corny. Mm. And what has occurred in our didactic we're making the realest most fundamental important proponents of human life and interaction corny right but it's not it's the most important thing that's what i'm talking about the simplicity and that is the privilege of aging and if you can really uh, cultivate a sense of emotional intelligence and how do we do that by diminishing aggressive behavior by not pointing fingers, right? By uh, extending yourself, whether, listen, I'm not even talking about language. I'm talking about a smile. Mm -hmm. If we only, right. think of, when was it, uh, Chris, at the beginning, I think when you interview, interviewed me the first time you, you had moved, we live in, in a similar area, mm -hmm. we're neighbors. And so I remember you saying at the beginning of the pandemic where you were walking and you would, you know, want to wave to people or say hello to people and people, were you know even scared of waving or there right. was that's the hypnosis i'm talking about right and you and you and me we have a responsibility to bring the fundamentals of love whether you're christian muslim orthodox jew a buddhist uh, any of it there is one divine grace and that's what i'm talking about the divine grace that's the truth by the mm -hmm. way that's the truth. Right. So, and the opinions, that's not the truth. That's just more distraction. I think part of, I know personally for me, and these, these are again, my issues that I, I have to deal with. It's that it's sort of that fear of rejection. When I do put it out there, it either gets met with a grunt or it's ignored completely, or maybe a wise ass comeback. Also, that's also, I should include, it is sometimes welcomed you know, and I hope that's 
what will spread. And I have really made a point now when I see somebody do something nice for somebody else, something that shows they took the time, they had a thought about that other person's well-being, I will point it out and I will tell them, hey, that was a great job. But literally to somebody who's doing something at a checkout at a supermarket, I should I, I no longer like to keep it in my head and go, that was really sweet of her what you just did. And then I just walk away and never tell her. Right. You need yeah, to I keep, agree with you. You got to spread the seed. So if I tell her that was great, now she's going to do it again for somebody else and, and again and again, that type of thing. But we've lost sight of that. And I think for me, sometimes it really was that fear of rejection getting smacked back. But I have to take this on and understand I have a responsibility for society you know what, Chris, as well. You know? I think the world needs more of us. Well, that's it. There you go. We just solved the problem right here. That's it. Roll well, credit. <laughs> you know, the topic of rejection, which might be another great opportunity for another podcast. However, yeah. I bring the context of this conversation today. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, of people. When I got sick, I wanted to share a quick story. Do, is that okay? Yeah, I mean, we've got we've got three minutes left, so I'm not trying to kind of squeeze you, but move oh. along, quick. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Love you. Because I think that some of your viewers might really relate to this. Mm -hmm, sure. When I got sick with COVID, um, I shared my experience uh, on Facebook, you know, and my point on Facebook was to, mm -hmm. Uh, I had not, I had been super careful for two years, right? Or almost two years. And I went to one event and I removed my mask where other people were not wearing their masks. Now I can't tell you 100%. I got it there. I think I got it there because mm -hmm. I always wear my mask, right? No matter what I've been doing, been super careful. And, uh, what happened is that people, ha some people have reacted weirdly around me having COVID, right? In my personal experience. And when I shared about it on Facebook, I had a ton of people send me personal messages to say how they had uh, ruptured friendships and relationships because people didn't know how to deal with the fact that they were sick or that they, you know, that then we go back into the vaccinated, unvaccinated citizens. Mm -hmm. right. So my point that I want to end with is to look within, to really nurture the possibility, like Chris said, plant the seed of kindness, even if you rejected, because the rejection, um, hey, by the way, I can help you with that. I can, help <laughs> well, because we want to fortify ourselves, right? I have mm -hmm. tools for that and to do it anyways, because whenever we are rejected in this construct, again, it's not personal. It is a projection, it's a reaction of the other, of their pain. And the way that we can heal pain throughout this pandemic, and by the way, it is gonna get better, it mm -hmm. is getting better, and it will move forward. We always have since the mm -hmm. beginning. So right. if I might leave your audience with one word, uh, <laughs> just know, be hopeful, get on your hands and knees, pray, meditate, do what you need to do, in order to find, call your best friend, take a walk in nature, slow down mm -hmm. and down. really focus, really focus on no more finger pointing, no more finger pointing, just slow down, bring more kindness, more patience, more tolerance. Those are the tools. That's the answer. 
<laughs> I think that was a perfect way, though, to uh, I mean, we could talk for hours and hours about so many other things yeah. and, and we hopefully will down the road. But I think that's a perfect way to to end today's discussion on an up note, as you always do. Before we do finally, finally say goodbye, uh, where could folks find out about what you're doing uh, with the Art of Alignment and even just give us a little bit what you're you know, what the process is like. What is the art of alignment, actually? Yeah. So Art of Alignment Academy dot uh, com. That's my website. Mm -hmm. And uh, I offer a few different um, methodologies in assisting people in living healthier, happier and simpler lives. So one of the things that I do is I'm a board certified structural integration practitioner and structural integration is really uh, helping people to gain alignment through their physical structure mm. uh, via the manipulation of connective tissue. So you know, the word fascia is in a lot of uh, yoga. You know, it's a little bit more known now that we have actually found the interstitious membrane is what it's, you know, uh, medically called. But it's well, I love when you talk like that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing that I do. So people come to my office and actually receive um, body work, body alignment work to help them with their posture, any type of pain, pre-post-surgery, people who suffer from uh, digestion issues, any type of organ conditions, migraines. Is that Reiki? No, but that's a great question. So Reiki is a technique that is applied uh, solely through energetic healing. So there's no touch in Reiki. Mm -hmm. I very much touch the body and I help people <laughs> to mm -hmm. gain alignment uh, through very specific uh, manipulations. And of course, actually, Rick, that's a great question because all of the work that I do is energetically based. So mm -hmm. I continuously imbue my patients and clients with love. This is really important for me for their healing process. So there's a structural integration part, and I've been coaching for 30 years now in different mm -hmm. arenas. And now my specific, uh, actually what is going to launch this year is my own uh, coaching program called the Duchenne Method. And the Duchenne Method coaching program will be uh, primarily focusing on acknowledging mind, body, spirit, and emotional alignment through the practice of acknowledgement, engagement, and support. So is this a program that you will be training other people to become coaches or it's just a coaching method for the individual themselves? So um, I have another coaching program called the Creative Leadership Coaching Program. Mm -hmm. And that one, I train people to become mindfulness coaches. Gotcha. Okay. So that's the, but the Duchenne method, uh, the particular audience that I'm targeting for this are healthcare professionals mm -hmm. and helping them in becoming more committed to present awareness through acknowledgement, engagement, and support. Because what I've seen, even through my own bout with COVID being in the hospital, uh, and what I know overall, is that there are also a lot of ongoing distractions in hospitals. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so my intention with the Duchenne Method program is to invite people to explore a deeper relationship with the somatic process, which is a body-focused uh, process in assisting people to show up healthier, happier, and simpler. Sounds amazing to me. And it sounds like something that uh, I think a lot of people would find uh, healing on so many different levels because it is, it's aligning body and mind 
ultimately at the end of the day to work together in, in synergy together. So Emory, I cannot thank you enough for your knowledge, for your time, yeah, really. for your friendship, and uh, and for tolerating Rick and I as a man. Well, at least me. <laughs> thank you. Hey, it's so good. Uh, Rick, it's so good to meet you. It's and good I'm to meet you so too. Good. And I, I hope we, we can uh, get together and, and exchange some more pleasantries and go. talk about life. Well, we have a date uh, with Chris. So oh, we, good. Yes. We, we will be getting together uh, very shortly because very soon there will be, uh, it's going to be, it's going to open up. It's going yeah. to open up. Everybody stay safe. Continue mm -hmm. to wear your masks, whether you believe they work or not, as, <laughs> yeah. as a gesture of love and generosity towards your brethren. So right. Agreed. So that's, agreed. That's mm -hmm. why we do it. And so we'll be enjoying that great bottle of wine before long. Absolutely. Thank you. Chris, Emery, your... love you. Be well. Stay safe. Nobody does it better. Keep going. Thank right, you. Take care. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> well, once again, Emery does not uh, disappoint us, and uh, I wish I wish I had half of her optimism that just flows through her veins so naturally. It seems day after day, but that's one of the things that she you know works with people on, and I, obviously, you know, I like, more work. <laughs> it's like I said during the interview, but you're Canadian. It's like that's a given. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that because my neighbor here, where I'm living right now, uh, he is Canadian, and there is just there was kind of a, a an easygoing demeanor about them. They're not as sarcastic or heavy-handed about their their personalities. It's they're a little more easygoing in general. Yeah. But um, I, I do want to point out, Amory. Really, uh, I think I hope people will take away some of the very positive points and and breaking it down. I think what she does best is she breaks breaks it down into a more simplistic way of understanding how changing small things in our day-to-day -day approach and perspective can impact us in such a, a large way. And I, I hope somebody will be helped by some of the words she said today. You know what? And she was speaking to me without even realizing it because I've been stuck seemingly for a long time. And I just feel like what's my purpose? What am I doing? And I'm mm -hmm. kind of having a little trouble regrouping after the new year. And I, without directly, you know, pointing to me, she was very helpful kind of examining and reaffirming that, you know, the things I was feeling were normal, that I'm not crazy, though I may be crazy, but well, that's a whole other, th yeah, that's, she's, be another she's salt of the earth, though. She's, she's really down, down to earth. And I, I really, I hope that uh, our family of listeners here had a chance to uh, soak it in and gather some of the wisdom. Yeah. And, and share some of that basically simple philosophy about how to approach things. And also, as she pointed out, you know, be aware, pay attention and expose yourself, so to speak, your mind and your emotions to what's out there. Don't be so selective and narrowing your scope. And then before you know it, you're just following somebody's paranoid lead and you're becoming paranoid along with them. Yeah. And put down that goddamn phone and, and look yeah. at people you're talking to. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing I also love is it, it, the human element, which what is what makes us so unique we're eliminating from ourselves and she's trying to bring that back. And really that's half the battle right there. So hats off. Thanks again to Anne-Marie. Hopefully we will get together with her as well uh, soon, not on air where we can really have some fun and, and talk, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And you can, you can brag about your Canadian, uh, you know, your visits to Canada and your knowledge of Canada. 
Hey, let's go drink some Lobots, eh? There you go, your hoser. And have a couple yeah. of donuts in the morning with some with some coffee. <laughs> with some Tim Hortons. That's right. That's that's the big that's the big coffee place. That's their Dunkin' Donuts is Tim Hortons. Absolutely. That's right. All right. Well, I'm gonna call it a wrap with that because somebody's barking, and that means uh, Tula's probably hungry, and uh, <laughs> which makes two of us at this point. But uh, I will say, stay well, stay safe out there, be smart, sunshine always, and stay warm. Be good, feel good, this Rick Summers. He's Chris Amino. We're middle aged warriors on the Believe Podcast Network, and we are out of here. And one more time, of course, this broadcast was brought to you by Bet Online. You got to put your hand up to your ear. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, what was that guy's name? Gary. Gary Owens. Oh, God. Gary Owens. Gary Olson. Gary yes, Owens. Yes, Gary Owens. Gary Owens. I'm laughing. I'm laughing. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.